This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. A quick note before the show, this podcast contains explicit language. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday from NPR Music. I'm Robin Hilton. It's September 15th. And here to talk about our picks for the best releases out now for New Music Friday is WBEZ and Vocalo Radio's Ayana Contreras. Hey, hey, hey. Critic and reporter Serena Turos. Hey, Robin. And out of Atlantic culture critic Gavin Godfrey. Hey, y'all. So the new Mitski album is out now. We're going to hear and talk about that one. There's also a new one today from Vagabond. Uh, the deluxe version of Killer Mike's Michael is out now. Madison Beer, Ralphie Chu, a whole bunch more. We're going to get to all of those, but we start with a pretty incredible new album from Curran Bailey Ray. It's called Black Rainbows. This is the song Erasure. thinking to yourself, man, that's very different from Put Your Records On, which is maybe the, her most uh, popular recording from, man, the early aughts now. Corin Bailey Ray has been through a lot since that period, and this particular album is inspired by some very specific experiences that she had um, here in Chicago at a place called the Stony Island Arts Bank. The thing about the Stony Island Arts Bank, which is kind of unique, is that it is a space that houses material blackness from the 20th century and previous. And she said her transformation uh, process was gradual and is still ongoing, but these recordings are very stripped back, very informed by blackness, very informed by alienation, very ragged, like there's some ragged edges, but yet there's still obviously her beautiful voice. But this album is definitely not Put Your Records On. It's a brand new stack of records. Yeah, I was going to say it to the experience that she had being at Stony Island. I haven't been there, but, you know, down in Atlanta, we have the King Center. Um, there's something that happens when you go to these vaults or time capsules or just documentation of black history in America. Um, there's always these images of pain and, and joy and despair and some, you know, a little bit of hope. And those things really stick with you. So I was just kind of taken aback by just how much of the imagery of what she saw and what she experienced there obviously just clearly stuck with her and stuck with her like you mentioned over the course of some years as she as she put this together but 
also what kind of took me back was this track Earthlings, where there's this Afrofuturism element. There's signs of hope and escapism, like, can we get away from this? You know, she even says, can we take lessons of that we've learned and make a new utopia? So there is this kind of idea that, you know, despite just this really dark, dark past and history, there are some hopes for the future. And I think, um, you know, this is something that comes to play on this album. So I was really like, you know, I was like, what happened to uh, Girl Put Your Records On, Corinne? But this is, this is something that, you know, I feel like when an artist gets hit by something that's just such a, I think visceral experience, like it, it sticks with you and I'm glad that she was able to find a way to put it into, into words and song. Yeah, the punk rock songs really stuck with me as well. That's not what I expected from the record. It's funny, last year, one of my favorite records was by the UK artist Connie Constance. And I even wrote in my notes in November, like, wow, a mix of Willow and Corinne Bailey Ray. But it looks like it could have just been a mix of Corinne Bailey Ray because she's got it all within her. And, you know, it just really makes me excited to see artists make this assertion that they're not just one thing, that they can do multiple genres at kind of a peak of the form. You know, there's definitely moments where I almost felt like she was uh, channeling polystyrene, which is, you know, mm. black punk artist from way back in the day who's really influential to a lot of folks. I don't know. I guess if I found one recurring theme across the albums this week is that you cannot really plumb the full depths of what's going on on any of these albums, even, even just one of these records in an entire show. So this is definitely one that you're going to want to spend a lot of time with. And again, that's Corinne Bailey Ray. Her new album is called Black Rainbows. Let's go next to that Mitski album I mentioned. She had a new full length out just last year and is already back with a follow up called The Land is Inhospitable and So Are We. This is the song I Don't Like My Mind. I just need to sway with a lighter to that song. <laughs> yeah, it's a real lighters up song. I don't know how Miski can be so funny and so desperately sad at the same time. You know, mm. <laughs> listening to her sing, I ate a whole cake <laughs> all for me and then I throw up. But man, this is Mitski's seventh album and I feel like she's become one of our greatest scholars of the effort of, of labor and the exhaustion of being a working person in the gig economy in the 21st century. 
I like to say that she is to burnt out millennials what Bruce Springsteen was to people in the 80s working like Heartland America jobs. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. That is perfect. And I feel like she said that this is her most American album. And I think you can read into that part of what she's doing musically. I know, you know, Robin, we were discussing yesterday that you hear a lot of like Broadway and show tunes in this. But I also hear a lot of very subtle country and country shuffle, like on the song, The Frost. It's like Mm. bringing these themes of loneliness and emptiness. Yeah, that day in, day out grind in this country, you know, I feel like it it, it, it's, it seems like it's also kind of soul sucking. Mm-hmm. And I like found myself on the track, The Deal, um, mm-hmm. where she actually talks about selling her soul. I thought for a second we were going to go down like the Mississippi blues artist Robert Johnson story, like meeting a devil at the crossroads and potentially selling your soul to become the yeah. greatest guitarist ever. But she just wanted to offload her soul like it was too much to bear. There's a All of us probably go through that point where we start to contemplate what are we working for? What does all this lead up to? She's contemplating like when we die, like what's left? What do we leave for for those that we've loved while we were here because we were so busy focused on everything else? So are we really, you know, working toward a greater good or are we just kind of working to work? You know, you were saying is sort of faintly country, Serena, and I thought mm-hmm. it was super country. Like, mm-hmm. that was, I mean, especially a very specific time in country music. Like, specifically, like, what I was listening to when I was listening to this album was the Midnight Cowboy score. Mm-hmm. So, like, the John Barry, the Nilsson sort of, you know, alienation kind of vibe, but yet really pretty. And I think also this orchestral element to it gives this kind of like a classic feel. And like the first thing I thought about was the beauty and sort of isolation that's inherent in the song Wichita Lyman by Glenn mm. Campbell. Just how he's able to really drill down into this one person's experience that is really sort of anthemic for just a larger experience. And I think that's what this album is accomplishing. I'm going to be honest with you. I do not attend the Church of Mitski, but <laughs> I really appreciate this album. Yeah. I don't even know what the Church of Mitski is much anymore. Oh, it's anymore. real. I mean, it's no, real. I know it's real for <laughs> it's sure. Real. But, but like, I don't know the boundaries of it anymore. I don't know exactly when I'm stepping in that space anymore because she just mm-hmm. keeps shifting in all these really brilliant, wonderful ways. I, I think... You know, fans who are hoping that she, on this record, returns to the shredding guitar noise or rock of, you know, Puberty 2 or, you know, a song like Your Best American Girl, that's not on this album. Um, I will say there is a moment uh, in the song, in the closing track, I Love Me After You. 
where it does get a bit more thunderous and there is some kind of guitar noise in there and the fact that it's the closing cut made me wonder I, I wonder if she's she's starting to move at a pretty good clip now I wonder if she's already on the the next thing and this is some sort of you know sort of signal for that mm-hmm. I do feel like even if Mitski is changing her sonic shape on every album there is just this core thesis of like Ayana was saying like alienation and mm. I do feel like she writes some of her best work in conversation with herself and staring into the abyss. (laughs) I feel like every Mitski album is just her out in this great expanse, staring up at the night sky and feeling so, so lonely. (laughs) Mitski, again, the album is called The Land is Inhospitable and So Are We. Uh, We've still got several more releases that we want to highlight for the week, but let's just take a quick break and we'll be right back. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mass Mutual. According to Calendar.com, the average person schedules just 4.5 hours per year on finances. Mass Mutual gets it. Life is busy. If you can't find time to plan your financial future, find someone who can, like a Mass Mutual financial professional. For the last 170 years, they've helped people plan for retirement, college tuition, and any other short or long term financial goals. Learn more at MassMutual.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. When you book through Capital One Travel using the Venture X Card, you earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights, and you earn unlimited 2x miles on all other purchases. Plus, receive a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Lagunitas Brewing Company. Since 1993, Lagunitas has been challenging the status quo, brewing innovative beer, and crafting stories along the way. Featuring a wide range of craft brews, cult classics, and non-alcoholic options, there's a seat at the bar for everyone. Bring the dog, too. Lagunitas Brewing Company. Because every great song deserves a great beer. It's good to have friends. Learn more at Lagunitas.com. It's New Music Friday from NPR. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ayana Contreras, Serena Turos, and Gavin Godfrey. We're doing a quick rundown of our picks for the best new albums out now on September 15th, including a debut full-length from the Spanish singer Ralphie Chu. It's called Supernova. This is the song Makina Culona. If an artist cites Tyler, the creator, and Aphex Twin as influences, 
you know, that should give you an idea of how off kilter the resulting music is. Like, what is it, right? Like, I'm not a person who's quick to put it into, you know, a genre box, but I kept coming back to the idea of avant urbano, kind of, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because it's like got some of those trappings of urbano, which I enjoy, but definitely kaleidoscopic, just like, like, let's turn it on its head. Let's spin it around. Let's like infuse a million references in one song, but make it gel. I love this because sometimes you can hear a debut album and it's like, okay, I see where they're trying to go. I'm interested to hear more. But it's like, I see where he's going and I want to hear more right now. The note I wrote down was like, oh, so this is like the world music radio that John Batiste was trying to tap into, right? Like, this is something that I feel like no matter where you are on our little globe, you throw this on. I don't know about you guys, but do you listen to music with your eyes closed often? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because like... (laughs) I do, right? Just when I'm driving. Yeah, yeah. You know, probably (laughs) when people are around just to tune them out, right? Like, I I just felt like I was closed my eyes. I was on a beach. I was laying in a field. You know, I was sweating in the discotheque. Because like you said, there's some definitely some bangers, some bops on there, like Whipped Cream with Paris, Texas, who also had a really good uh, debut full length this year. But I I just have a lot of fun with this. Yeah, it's interesting because I think what makes this music coming out of Spain by European artists interesting is that it really does have this discotheque sensibility to it where it's kind of like meshing with more of a a UK influence and and the club scene there. And so it is more collagist and, you know, these albums have more of a DJ bent to them, I think, where... Everything's on the table to mix and mash and pulling in different sounds and unexpected little earworms. But it's incredible music. Yeah, I mean, maybe this isn't the word that someone would reach for when trying to describe an album that grooves as great as this one does, but it just was magical and wondrous to me, mm-hmm. listening to it. I literally, I was trying to write notes about it, and I just put, like, a heart, uh, <laughs> because it's just so luscious and pretty. It's definitely something that you want to listen to with headphones on, or at least a really good system to really understand the density that exists, and yet the sort of economical use of sound, right? It's not like a wall of sound, but it's all things working in tandem together. All right, again, that's Ralphie Chu, his incredible debut album, out now called Supernova. There's also a new one out today that we're loving from the artist Vagabond. It's called Sorry I Haven't Called. This is the song Lexicon. I can feel it when you're getting tell you that it's not enough when you're not around and it drives me
You know, it's kind of sad because this is kind of a fun listen. It is an album where I wouldn't say that there are narrative structures to the song so much as they are more like emotional vignettes. But it has a really sad backstory where um, her friend Eric Lippmann, who is a composer, songwriter, producer who's worked with a bunch of other artists like Julie Byrne, you know, he died unexpectedly in, in 2021. And, you know, she was so heartbroken by this. She ended up flying away, settling down in Germany in kind of a remote place for over a year without cell service to really process this grief. And, you know, I think you could have anticipated that a record from that experience would be sad and lonely. And yet it really does feel almost like a back to basics record about what do I love about music? Like what makes me feel moved? And it is kind of a an expansive album of a bunch of different sounds. You know, there's a song like Do Your Worst, which has this kind of jungle beat. And I feel like it is an album about reconnecting with, with the inner self and the music that makes you feel good, you know, whether or not there is, you know, a deeper meaning to it. Yeah, it feels like a, a conversation. And I think she even said that the approach is more like how she talks to friends and lovers. And I think even, you know, the opening track, Can I Talk My Shit? I feel like that's something we all say to our friends. Another note that she mentioned that this wasn't necessarily an attempt to document what she was experiencing after that loss. It was just sharing the experiences that she had after that. And it felt like, uh, to, to your point, Serena, that she was just trying to remind herself what she loved about music, what she loved about life, and like what made her happy. Because I think that's, as we say, um, when you're trying to get over grief or you're, you come into contact with grief, there's no really straight and narrow path to get through it. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of these songs, you know, we kind of meet her at the precipice of something. They feel like they're suspended where maybe a decision's been made, but we haven't yet experienced the aftermath. Kind of like the song, Nothing to Lose. It almost feels like, you know, a record made in, in stasis or like in, in a cocoon. Or it's when your cell phone doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. Village. Take me to that village. Vagabond, again, is the artist and the album is Sorry I Haven't Called. Uh, so something that's happening uh, a lot lately, I'm not sure why, uh, is that the, a bunch of albums just keep getting delayed. At one point, it looked like we were going to get new ones this week from Kid Cudi, Polo G, Moody the Butcher. They were all supposed to have new albums out today, but if you were expecting those, they've been pushed to later dates. That said, still lots of other great music that we want to mention. So before we wrap up this week's show, let's just go around the room and we'll share some of our other picks. Gavin, we'll start with you. Yeah, so last week, uh, Killer Mike put out a new single, Maynard Vignette. I'm a young black man, huh? Mama gospel single, 
daddy dope slanger, born from the angle, trying to work an angle, get up out of danger, hand on the pistol, the trigger hold a finger, moving like a surgeon. Which was an ode to Atlanta's first black mayor, Maynard Jackson. The single is actually um, in promotion of his album, Michael, which is getting a deluxe edition that comes out today. It was his first album in 10 years, arguably his best work. And, you know, I think it's a it's a good chance for, for Mike and then also T.I. Jid, and we have Jacquees singing on the track as well, to pay homage to the city of Atlanta, their different histories, and just their love for how their experiences growing up here have shaped who they are today. Ayana. We are blessed that Pharaoh Sanders, the self-titled 1977 album, is finally being reissued um, with the blessing of Pharaoh Sanders. I do attend the Church of Pharaoh Sanders. This will be a holy day for me very exciting and it's also got additional material including like never before shared photographs ephemera and a 24 page booklet uh which is really exciting including a conversation with pharaoh himself i'm very excited serena since we only highlighted four albums i'm going to give you two picks for the lightning round my first one is from the artist madison beer and her new album silence between songs Madison Beer is a YouTube kid turned pop artist, and this is her second album. And she writes songs that could have been just solely sweeping, heartfelt ballads. But often they have this real push to them in the production. And I found myself just humming most of these songs long after the music stopped. I think this is a really great second effort. Um, and my second pick is from the band The Beaches and their new album, Blame My Ex. You can be my baby, baby, baby. You can be my baby, boy, dear lady. You can be my baby, baby, baby. Oh, oh, oh. This is a sharp snarky Toronto rock band founded by two sisters. Uh, this is their second album. And like a lot of people, I really got hooked off their song, Blame Brett, which this song reminded me of like, what if the self-described elder millennial comedian, Eliza Schlesinger, grew up on a diet of Riot Girl and Counting Crows and like fused both of those influences into a pop rock record. So, I mean, what's not to love about that? I think this is a really fun, like, ripping, funny rock record. Well, I have the exact opposite of that. <laughs> it's from the late Icelandic composer Johan Johansson. It's a new album called A Prayer to the Dynamo. Thank you. 
Johan Johansson, uh, he's, he's probably best known for his film scores. He did one for uh, the film Sicario and one for Arrival and a whole bunch more. But he has written so much more than that. Uh, he died in 2018. He was just 48 years old. And we've actually gotten quite a bit of posthumous material from his estate over the years. This album is being called A Lost Symphony of His. It's one that he wrote more than a decade ago, but it's only available now for the first time. And it's just incredible. It's everything that I love about his work. You know, it's very dark and searing and simmers and, you know, broods and... Um, but it's also very delicate and beautiful and full of searching and wonder. It's just incredible. And I want to thank NPR Music's Tom Heisinger for turning me on to it because he knows I'm a big Johan Johansson fan and I, I had not realized this was coming out. And again, from Johan Johansson, it's called A Prayer to the Dynamo. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. My thanks to Ayana Contreras, Serena Turos, and Gavin Godfrey. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks, Robin. Thank Robin. you. All right, be sure to check out the description of this episode in your podcast feed for a complete list of everything that we talked about, along with an expanded list of other notable releases out today. If you want the less talk, more rock version, you'll find full versions of all the songs in our New Music Friday playlists in Apple Music and Spotify. And as always, be sure to sign up for our newsletter to keep up with the latest from NPR Music, including new Tiny Desks, playlists, features, and a whole lot more. You'll find it at npr.org slash music newsletter. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com.